welcome to the Holistically You podcast. We are your hosts, Brooke Flower and Tracy Murray. This podcast is aimed at mums just like you who are navigating the world of motherhood one step at a time. Whether you're a new mum or a mum who has three kids up her sleeve, you'll finish listening to each episode feeling empowered and holistically educated so you can tackle motherhood in a way that suits your family. Now, sit back, throw on bluey and pop some headphones in. Hey, Trace, how are you going tonight? Good, how are you? Good. How's your week been? Yeah, it's been good. We've been chilling out a lot this week. Yeah, yeah, busy with work as well? Yes, always busy, but now that I've got Laura on board, it's calming down a bit, which is really nice. Oh, good. Yeah, that would be easy. Yeah, be easing the load a bit. Yeah, definitely. Oh, good. So this week we're going to talk about your birth stories. Yes, I'm so excited to talk all about it. I know. So in episode three, a couple of weeks ago, um, I spoke about my birth stories with Otis and Casper. Um, and now Brooke is going to share her story. Yay. So tell us, Brooke. All right. So I have two children. I've got Indiana, who's two and a half, and I've got Sterling, who is nine months old now. Mm-hmm. time flies so yes um my birth story was actually quite similar to Tracy's in regards to um my first daughter um my first child Indiana um I went through the public system with both children so um in South Australia there's this awesome program called um mid- midwifery group practice and I recommend everyone get into that this means that you get the same midwife that you talk to at every appointment and you have that continuation of care and they know your your needs and your wants they've also got it in Queensland too which is really great so for both children, I actually went into this practice, so that was really nice. Mm. Um, so I had the same woman at my birth who I saw for every appointment, so she knew me. Yes, that, that's Which always I really good liked. having that continuity of care. Yes, definitely. Um, yeah. And it's so hard to provide that as midwives because you've got to be on call, but I definitely mm. think it's so vital in um, improving those birth outcomes. Yeah, definitely. So tell us, how yeah, did you so, go into labour? Well, with Indiana, um, I did the typical reduced fetal movements. Um, I felt at 38 weeks, was recommended oh. to be induced because it was no longer safe for her to be in me, even though the CTG came up completely normal. I was 19 and I was like, yes, let's get it out. I want to meet yeah. her. So um, they were like, do you want to come back in the morning? It was 12 o'clock at night. I was like, I'm not going to be able to sleep. Let's do it now. <laughs> get it out. So they straight didn't even do balloons, didn't even do gels, nothing. They just put me straight up to hormones. I know, right? Oh, you went on the drip straight away? Yep, straight on the drip. And they ended up giving me – they told me later on at the end they actually gave me three times the dose of a normal um, (gasps) individual because I wasn't responding. So um, my labour with Indian actually ended up being 27 hours from the moment they put the hormones in me. Wow. That was pretty bad. Um. So I originally wanted to have a water birth. Um, and so, yeah, even like talking about it now, having a great birth is still, I still get a bit upset about it um, because you're just looking back in that moment. You think, how could I, you know, I was, it's such as like looking back on you like, oh, my God. Um, it's yeah. just so traumatic to think about. Like in regards to, it's, you know, compared to other women's stories, a lot of other women have had it a lot worse, but for how it made me feel and like yeah. the worth that it makes you feel. Um, yeah, so, exactly. Um, yeah, I was – straight on the hormones they kept putting it in kept putting in nothing um I was in the water and um 
they the um when you get induced they have to put those bands around your stomach yeah I had the that whole as well. time yeah, yeah those pink and blue ones so they actually stopped working in the um with the water so they said no you have to get out you know you have to get out we have to monitor baby because you've been induced and that's the thing I hate about interventions is with those interventions there's always guidelines and policies and then you can't birth the way you want to even if you mm. want to because there's guidelines and policies and you feel like as though you can't stand up for yourself because they said no you cannot it's like yeah it's my body I can do what I want um but they make you feel like you're a bad parent because you're not putting your baby's safety first um so I got out the water which was what kept me calm and I was in there for five hours oh um, wow yeah I know um but time is no concept right that's true yeah um, and then they made me get out um because the monitor wasn't working and then they tried a few different um they just rebanded it again and again and it wasn't working anymore so they said oh we have to put um a fetal monitoring scalp into the baby's head oh yeah so they broke my waters and then they put that into his um um scalp, like putting like it took like that was the most painful part of the labor um, by then, by this time, I was only three centimetres dilated and I felt like I needed to push. Um, reason oh. being is I actually found out I was, um, Indiana was posterior. So um, in posterior births, it feels like you need to push the whole time because it feels like it's there ready. Oh, right, um, yeah. So, yeah, when they checked to see how many centimetres I was, I realised that she was actually still posterior and hadn't moved. Um, and they, yeah, they put that fetal scalp monitoring onto, uh, like, like, they like spin it into the skull of the baby. Ooh. Like fully, like she's still nice. got a scar on top of her head from it. Oh wow! Yeah, um, and they missed a couple times, and I can't even imagine what they missed on. Oh, um, God. and that was just so painful because I had to have two hands up there to get it on and stuff. Oh, it hurt so much. And after that, I was like, I can't do this. Um, yeah. And I'm like, I'm just like, I'm gonna just try and try and keep going as much as I can. And they're like, Look, you know, you're you're only three centimeters dilated. You've been in set um labor for like about seven hours by then um and they were like you, you're not going to be able to get through this without an epidural um they literally said that they're like because, oh wow why yeah, did anybody no. you know give you confidence I was like oh wow fuck you yeah <laughs> they're like it's, it's been seven hours and you've gotten two two three centimeters like you know you've got seven centimeters to go do yeah, you but you think... still got you still did three centimeters. Like that's yeah, still you're still progressing. Um, and they're like, yeah, you should. You, we recommend you get an epidural. And I was like, oh my god, like what do I do, Liam? Mm. He's like, we'll do what you think's best. I'm like, it's been seven hours. We've got three centimeters. I can't do another seven hours. Yeah. Um. So I was like, I'll just get it done. And so I got an epidural, and obviously that meant I had to lay in my back. I had to have a catheter mm-hmm. in, like all the things yep. you don't think yep. about, and like it obviously makes you regret them. So I was actually, um. We, so I got called for an epidural because that's what they recommended and I agreed with, with them, of course. And it actually took him an hour and a half for the <laughs> anaesthetist to come because they were in a, a major surgery at the time, which was lovely, public life. Oh, yeah, um, of and then they put it in and um, they said, oh, I should, you know, take 20 to 30 minutes to work at the max mm-hmm. and nothing. Oh, so I was on my bed, laying in bed for two hours by then waiting for him to come and then we hadn't been in, nothing happened and, it like, it didn't work. Like, the epidural literally didn't work at all. What? And so they called someone else in another hour and 40 minutes later. So by then oh. it had been almost four hours, yeah. four and a half hours since I asked for one, since oh they recommended gosh. one. So by then I was in labor for 12 hours. Yeah. Um, and then someone did, Derry didn't like, oh, my said she's not been the perfect spot. So they did it again and it worked straight away. 
Okay. Which was great. I was like, oh my God, what is this life? And had you progressed at any point like yeah, in one those centimeter. couple of hours? Okay, right. So you're now about four. Yeah, four centimetres. Yeah. Um, and then because um, we're up, obviously the date, we went into labor, like decided to go into labour at midnight. So if you can imagine we were up from 7am the day before. Yeah, yeah you're already to, exhausted. Yeah, you're going so into was, labour exhausted. Yeah, I was falling asleep. I fell asleep and had a two-hour nap, <laughs> as you do in labour. Um, yeah, but you had an epidural, so you wouldn't have been able to feel anything. Exactly. So. I was so tired. I was like, I need to prep for the pushing. Yeah. Um, and then I woke up and I, my partner and my sister happened to be sleeping. I'm like, how dare you sleep? They're like, you were sleeping. I'm like, I don't care. You're not allowed to sleep. And then they checked me and I was 10 centimetres. Um, and that was after about another seven hours from the 10, so 17 hours. And okay, then I ended right. up doing about three hours of pushing. Yeah. Um. So I don't know. It was definitely 27 hours though. So I don't know. Yeah. It's all mumbled because with an epidural and the gas, I honestly don't like concept wasn't like time wasn't a concept, but it was about 12 hours when I had the epidural. Yeah. So. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That is, yeah. And so the and pushing then, yeah. phase. Yeah. So I was trying to push, um, couldn't feel a thing. I have to teach you what to do. Like what yeah, the hell? Which is so awkward, isn't it? I know. It's like, what do you mean push downwards? I don't know what downwards what do you mean? like try and do a poo like what do you mean yeah. I can't feel anything <laughs> um and so they were like look um baby's getting stressed out the heart rate's going up really high mm. I'm like but I don't want anything they're like well we're going to give you three more pushes and if um <laughs> and if you can't get it out then you get an epidural or an emergency c-section you can pick that's what, what? they said to me and so I did three more pushes and she didn't come out because she was get in the right position to push her out because I was on my back in a posterior oh, birth. Like, what do you expect? Yeah, okay. Yeah, exactly. It's just the wrong way around. So if you You're literally it, pushing for no reason. Yeah. Yeah. So she came up like um, like her eyes facing the like labia, not the bum <laughs> yeah. hole. Yeah. So upwards. Um, so obviously the it's not going to come out when you're on your back. It just ain't going to happen. Yeah. Um, and so I got an epidural. And so another one. I got an epidural. I mean, sorry, I um, episiotomy. Oh, and oh, then, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep, I got an episiotomy done, and then they tried getting her out, but they're like, no, not enough, so they cut again. Oh. And then um, yeah, um, they got her out. Um, and then oh, I was yeah. in a lot of shock at the time, and I remember them bringing her up, and I'm like, get her off me, like, because I was like angry at her, like, I just felt so like angry that she'd like, I felt like she let me down because she wasn't helping me, she wasn't getting out, and like, it just was such a bad experience into motherhood, yeah. like the first moment thought of my daughter was me being like resentful of her yeah yeah that's tough yeah it was not nice but and like yeah just the things I don't teach you like I was later on like um another thing with the public system I really didn't like was um I bet birth her at 6 p.m at night mm-hmm. um and then what happened was after that um I went into the other ward, like the nighttime ward, because I had to stay overnight, obviously, because I had just yeah. given birth. And, like, no no one's allowed to see, um, like, a visiting hours close to 8 p.m. So, Lean couldn't be there. So, I gave birth two hours ago and I've got this infant and I'm still high on the epidural and I'm alone. And um, that was really scary. Um, I had a midwife come in, like, uh, like Indiana fell asleep. Like, Indiana was um, – breastfeeding for the first ever time yeah. and um I fell asleep yeah 
and they were like and the midwife woke me up saying what are you doing you can't fall asleep when you've had the epidural you can't just lay on your on your on I'm like well tell me that how am I meant to know I just fell asleep because I'm like still high on epidural like I can't yeah. even move. you probably didn't even know you fell asleep yeah, I didn't. I woke up to them saying that and it was so scary. Just like, like I'm like looking after this child after giving birth like an hour and a half ago. Like it was so hard. Like she was up like seven times. Yeah. And like, yeah, it was like really bad, like mentally. Yeah. Yeah, that's tough. I've heard some horror stories in terms of the public system. Like even a friend of mine, she gave birth. Yeah, it was a great straightforward uh, vaginal birth um, and she hadn't even showered yet. And they said to her, like, oh, we're doing, like, a changeover of midwives. Do you want to check out now or do you want to do it at the next changeover? And she's just like, are you kidding me? I haven't even showered. Like, I, so I literally bad. have not showered. And she just went, looked at her husband and said, just, let's just leave. Like, let's just get out of here. Like, this is ridiculous. Yeah. Um, and ended up leaving. And she hadn't even showered. Like, so bad. on. And, yeah. Like, obviously, the public, like, you, ha- you get your pros and cons with yeah. both you know public and private and everyone will have their opinions um but yeah for me I liked the fact that if I wanted to post birth I could stay in the hospital for five nights yeah exactly um, yeah so, so did so you stayed the one night and then you left yeah we left, left the next day um so yeah. Liam came in straight away he said he couldn't sleep all night he was so worried oh poor thing like he only met his daughter for an hour and a half before he didn't get to see her anymore. Oh, wow. Yeah. So that was really, so like, upsetting and I didn't yeah. like that. Um, and so, but yeah, that's yeah, so that's Indiana's birth. Um, How yeah. did you feel, you know, obviously you had those dark thoughts um, when she came out and she was placed in your chest. How did you go about dealing with that? Like, did it, did it kind of just disappear and you, and it was fine or did you have to sort of work through that? Um, well, if I'm honest... Like, every time I talk about it with so-and-so, it's like, oh, well, it's okay. She's healthy now. Everything's okay. And, like, like everyone just brushes it off with, like, yeah. that I journey. I hate that saying. I hate it when I'm people like, say that. That doesn't matter. Like, it, no. that doesn't take the trauma away because she's fucking healthy Yeah, at all. like, my feelings still matter. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so I just didn't face it. I don't think I just brushed under the carpet and dealt with motherhood, yeah. which is not a great journey into motherhood is the first thought is depressive, like, um, yeah. I definitely got some postpartum depression undiagnosed. I wouldn't see anyone about it. Um, yeah. And then when I went started going back to uni and I was in clinic for the first ever time in student clinic, and that's when, like, my life came back together. I had one day off a week on my own doing, yeah. um, like, in the student clinic and I finally had friends because um, another thing about um, my journey was I actually moved from Gold Coast to Adelaide and I was 20 weeks pregnant. So I didn't yeah. have any friends, didn't have mm. any family. It was very dark. Um yeah, very isolating. Uh, yeah. Yeah, that was so hard. I finally hard. got friends um, and stuff when I went into the student clinic um, and that was really good and that's when I felt like my life really come back together. Oh, good, good. So that was, yeah, when she was three months, I went back um, one day. Wow, went, yeah. Because I just felt like I needed it. And yeah. Yeah, I don't think you realise when you're in motherhood that you are depressed or you are sad because mm. until you're not anymore as well. Yes, that's so true. Um, yeah, for sure. I, I went to a bit of a dark place after Casper was born. Um, and I thought it was okay, but yeah, looking, looking back in hindsight, I'm like, oh yeah, no, I was not okay for a while there. (laughs) Um, but I'm glad you were able to find something that 
brought you out of that dark place. And, <laughs> and I think that's you... what made me really cling on to the business now because I knew I was with Sterling, I was graduating two weeks prior to him being birthed. So wow. I knew I had to have something lined up where I would be depressed and I didn't have any other options but besides start my own business. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's why I got the ball rolling straight when I finished. Had a website yeah. all ready to go. I had everything. Yeah, amazing. So tell us about Sterling's birth. Oh, okay. So I went through <laughs> MGP again. Um, yep. Finances weren't great when we had lived off on income. So um, I didn't have the option of going private. Yep. Um, and obviously I got a different midwife in the MGP, which was really supportive and didn't like say, oh, no, maybe you shouldn't do that or didn't encourage like, oh, let's do this, let's do that, like um, very like natural orientated, which is really good. And um, through South Australia, you can actually go through MGP and get a home birth. So I applied to that because uh-huh. I was like, I never want to be in the hospital again. I don't want to go to any yeah. hospitals, in the, um, any appointments in the hospitals. I don't want to go to that shitty hospital ever again. I was like, it completely upsets you. I'm like, I'm not fucking going in there. Mm-hmm. so I applied to the home birth but it was very stressful in regards to because it was publicly funded if one thing goes wrong you can't have a home birth and so when you say one thing goes wrong as if like with the pregnancy or with the baby yeah. like if there's the pregnancy so, at all yeah there's yep. heaps of different things so if you go over 41 weeks if you um if you get gestational diabetes um if you refuse to be monitored for gestational diabetes right um if babies um has any adverse reactions or if you become high risk pregnancy at all or the scans come any um scans are abnormal at all yeah okay so it's so, got to be basically um, picture perfect exactly so that was really stressful leading up to it because i had some issues so okay. um Leading up to the birth, again, um, reduced fetal movements like Indies, That's which, which is what got me induced with Indy. And okay. I felt that again and I was like, it was a couple of days that I hadn't felt anything for and I was like, I really oh, wow. need, yeah, I really need to go see someone. Like it's not worth my home birth. Um, and so I did and the CTG came back completely normal. But um, in the hospitals that I went to, I was talking to midwives after it, but, um, yeah, um, the doctor on was like, I recommend you to get induced. I'm like, so, because I was like, just finished my degree in health science I had all the evidence there I had a doula I had everything Mm -hmm. and I was like okay so why do you recommend that I be induced if my um, CCG came back completely normal and that has a better um, monitoring of the baby's health than my the movements I've tracked that I might not have felt yeah and she's like we just we just recommend it because there was a study done and um, it showed that between 39 weeks and 40 weeks, there's no improved health outcomes. So, you know, if you're feeling reduced fetal movements, it's best it, best it comes out. I'm like, but is that based on the ratio of a natural birth or is it based on a ratio of induced at 39 versus natural at 40? And she didn't answer. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, that's what I thought. And I'm like, and she, I was like, she's like, well, we just recommend you be induced and that's been written on your file. And I'm like, does that mean I can't have a home birth now? Oh, and she's like, um, well, we'll have to talk to some doctors about it, the head doctor, and they will decide. <gasps> I'm like, just what I fucking want. Five, like a week before, like I was at 39 weeks. I'm like, great, I've gotten so far, had passed yeah. everything. I was like, I want my fucking home birth. Um, had the, yeah. I had hired my water, my pool, and everything, my tens machine. I was like, getting all the affirmation to have my doula ready, oh, no. it all, and I like felt like I had it all crammed crashing down. Um. And I actually showed this on my whole Instagram at the time and going through the whole process and stuff because I was like, and so everyone was in it with me. It was really good. Um, I had lots of nice messages and people would be like, you can do it. Um, and so um, 
the head doctor called me and said, we want you to come in every day for CTG monitoring. And if it's normal for three days straight, then you can continue to have a home birth. I'm like, so what happens in the meantime if in between then I go in labour? And he's like, we will decide then. Okay. Like, great, love that for me. So I was yeah. stressed for three days being like, please don't come out. Yeah. <laughs> and CCGs were all normal each time. Um, movements picked up, which was good. And then um, getting really impatient because with Indiana, because I had a reduced fetal movement at 38 weeks, I went at 38 weeks. So me being at 40 weeks, I'm like, I have never been this pregnant in my life. Yeah. I can't do this anymore. And I was like so over it. And that time, that's when we are building my clinic and we are buying heaps of stuff. And I was like, let's go to Ikea. So the day of my labour, I was like, let's go to Ikea. We had a massive seven-hour day. Ikea walked around like over Seven hours. I'm not kidding. I was there for seven hours. I was like <gasps> pretending I wasn't pregnant because I was so over it. I was like, just forget about it. Just forget about it. So this was 40 and 1. And then I kept going to the toilet and had all this mucus come out. Like when oh, I say yes. mucus plug, it's, you think it would be like just like, you know, a 50-cent piece. I had literally, I measured it at the end. Um, it was ridiculous. I went through 30 pairs of undies. Well, not 30, oh, probably what? 15. Like, I'm not even kidding. And, like, each time I went in there, I was like, how is it possible to have this mucus? And I rang up and I was like, this ain't normal. Like, I've got so much mucus. Like, at least 100 mil of mucus came out in that whole day. Mm. Like, I was wow. like, and, like, because I didn't know what to expect. I had never had a natural birth before. So, I'm like, what is my body going to do? Everyone's experiences a natural birth and what starts it differently. Mm. Um, and so I went to sleep at 10 o'clock at night that night after seeing all that mucus and um, I woke up at 12 in labour. I was like, fuck, two hours sleep. Here we go. Wow. And so the contractions just started? Yep, they just started when I was sleeping. Oh, how exciting. Yeah. And then um, I was like, Liam, go get some Maccas. This is going to be my last meal. i got to get it in. i got to get some energy <laughs> going. Only yeah. thing that was open at 12 at night. I was like, just let's just do it. Like, yeah. you know, got to eat something. Got to get me yeah. through. Um. And then um, the midwife came over um, or Indy was at our house and she started hearing me moaning and she got a bit worried. She was about one and a half. Yeah. Um, And so um, Liam's parents came and picked her up because they live in Adelaide when we lived there. And um, off she went. She was so excited to have her first ever sleepover. She had never slept at anyone's house before. Oh, wow. Yeah. It was so, I was a bit worried about her and like, I had like a very attached to her after my Mm -hmm. birth. I think it made me very attached, like. She, like, never went into, like, daycare or anything like that. Yep. Like, I never went to sleep. Like, I never wanted her to not be by my side. Mm, yeah. Like, whereas with the kids now, I'm like, yeah, take them. Like, if anyone offers, I'm like, take them. Take them for two days. I don't care. Just get them out. <laughs> that also not... comes with being a mum of two. Like, yeah, for sure. <laughs> I also have my days. I'm just like, get them away from me. <laughs> I know. I'm like, I'm so touched out. Whereas before, yeah. I was like, yeah, let's breastfeed for two years now. I'm like... I just, I'll, I'll be so happy if I get to two years. But before I was like, yeah, I can't wait to get to two years. Now I'm like, oh, God, I, I want to do it. But, oh, my God. Yeah. yeah. I've touched out already. Yeah, um, I know. And what was I up to? Um, so Indy left and she was excited. Yeah. yeah. Um, so when my midwife came by then and she checked me and she's like, you won't believe it. And I said, what? He's posterior. Oh, no. Like, you're fucking kidding me. I don't want to have another posterior birth there. So could you stay where you were, though? Yeah, I can. Yeah, yeah. so you could still do a home birth and everything, but it was obviously just going to be a little bit more intense. Yeah, well, they just say, obviously, I've never had a natural birth, so I can't compare the, like, um, I've never had a non-posterior birth, so I can't compare the two. But they just say the labour is very long 
um, much okay. longer because it's harder to get out um, right. and it just feels like it's like a lot more pressure and more back pain. Um, so I was just like, oh, great, another long labour. Because yeah. that's why they reckon Indy was so long because she was posterior. Okay. Obviously, they're not actually going to know why. Um, so I was like, great, love that for me. She checked me and I was three centimetres. Love that oh. for a second birth. Already ready, prepped and got ready yep. to go, I yep. feel. Um, and I was like, cool, cool. And she's like, yeah, we've obviously got a while to go. I'll go back home and have a sleep because it's at 2 a.m. I was like, okay, you have a sleep and I'll call you when I'm ready because obviously the same midwife It was at my house. She only lived 10 minutes away. Okay, cool. So um, they get someone who's in your catchment area. Cool. And Which then... Is, yeah, and so, then, yeah, yeah, so when the home birth, you get two, um, a public funded home birth you get two midwives and you have to live within a catchment of 20 minutes in the hospital in case any adverse issues happen and you need to of live course, less than yeah. 10 minutes from your midwife okay. so I live 10 minutes I live like five 10 minutes from my midwife and we were 10 minute drive to the hospital perfect so that's why I was like I decided to do that home birth if I was more than 15 minutes I probably wouldn't have done it because you can hemorrhage in like a minute oh yeah it, yeah anything can happen in a minute yeah <laughs> exactly um so yeah when you are do have a home birth like we had oxygen that um, was delivered to our door we had all the drugs in the the fridge ready it was weird every time I open up and get my breakfast I'd have like there's drugs there in case I hemorrhage oh, wow. oh my god okay, like there's right. some tocin and everything just the only thing there isn't is nothing there's no gas there's no epidural you don't have an option if you want pain relief you have to be transferred right. to the hospital yeah okay but they've got everything for emergencies like for emergencies you know, yeah if yep. for the meantime for minutes and then yeah by the time like you get transferred the ambulance gets yeah there, yeah so yep. they got it covered and their um midwives are specifically trained for home birth so they know how to suture and everything like that and yep. they have to deal with all the things so that okay. we have good confidence um but anyway back to it so um i was yeah uh, at 2am I was a few centimetres dilated and I felt like I needed to push so I was like um by 5am I felt like I really needed to push I was like nah this mm-hmm. is it let's go pump, pump the um the pull up put some hot water in there started pushing nothing I was only um four centimetres two hours later I was like god damn why do I need to, feel like I need to push <laughs> like it felt like it so much yeah um and they're like you just need to go to sleep like this is going to be a long <laughs> labour you need to sleep um, and so I tried to sleep, but I really couldn't. I was kind of just laying on the bed and moving my hips side to side. That was yep. for like four or five hours. <laughs> um, the midwife came back and they were like, you're only five centimetres. So this was like 12 hours. You definitely progress slow, don't you? Yeah, I think it's the posterior. But they oh, think course, if I yeah. both have, they said if I both had posterior bursts and they think that it actually might be the way my pelvis is, it can't actually be um, oh. birth the um the normal way, the yeah. average way. Yeah. Um, but so they'll know by this, they reckon if it's the third one's posterior, there's no way it's by chance. Okay, yeah. Um, so we'll know when I have another child if if it's my hips or not. Yeah. Like, <laughs> orientation. I hope not. It would be so nice to not have a posterior birth. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, um, we, yeah, so I was put like side to side and I was like at the point like, I can't do this anymore. Like it's been like 12 13 hours mm. I've got I'm halfway like I can't do this I'm in so much pain I need to push like they're like well and the reason we went in the birth pool and stuff originally is because I didn't want to be checked I didn't want any intervention I didn't want my cervix checked nothing because yeah. that put me off a lot with Indiana like every time I said oh you're only three centimeters you're only three centimeters it's like well I'm never going to get there kind of attitude and it's so, also the language they use when they say yes. oh yes you know three yeah, or four like, oh my god three centimeters would actually definitely change yeah, like 
I've obviously progressed. Like, be excited that my body is progressing. Yeah, like, it's doing say, something. Thank don't you. Don't then put like a, a negative um, vibe over the fact that I'm owned. Yeah. Like, yeah, I hate that language. Anyway, definitely. And then my do- my daughter's like, you can do this. You can do anything you put your mind to, and really got me into that mindset. Yeah. Um, and then my midwife was like, look, you're like, you know, you're five six centimeters now, and you know, it's been like quite a long time. Like, the hospital's getting a bit worried now okay I was like okay um but baby wasn't stressed or anything I said okay so I'm like what do you recommend we do she's like well I think we should break your waters I was like no I don't want to break my waters and then um they were like "Uh, okay well we're gonna leave and you guys can like just relax and try and take it slow and have a walk around do what you want to do the tens machine was life-saving like because it was so much back orientation on Mm. the pain I used that um a lot and that really got me through and swaying side to side and um, I use a lot of nipple stimulation and clit stimulation and that really helped a lot. Yep. Um, like it just gets the pain away. It just, um, it transforms the pain. Yes. Into yep. something else because you've got that, that enjoyable sensation at the same time. Mm. Um, so I was really getting into that. That was really good. Um, like trying to be really lovey-dovey with Liam and kissing and touching. And when we were, my daughter was like, go have sex. I'm like, I have a baby that feels like it's in my vagina. I cannot <laughs> go have sex. Yeah, that's the last thing like, I want to do right now. <laughs> he's like, just try. I'm like, he's just like, I'm going to go get some food. We'll be back in a couple of hours. I was like, great, love this for me. Um, and then we were at, it was um, um, 1 p.m. in the afternoon. So I went into label 12 p.m. that night. Mm-hmm. Um, and then um, the midwife came back and they're like, look, you're still six centimetres. Oh, wow. I was like, I literally can't do this anymore. Yeah. And my daughter's like, are you sure you're going to break your water? She told me the one thing you didn't want is any intervention. I was like, I can't. I'm either going to hospital to get a fucking epidural again or you're breaking my waters. Mm. They broke my waters. An hour later, I was 10 centimetres. Oh, wow. I was like, thank Christ for that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I was like, thank God. And then, like, time to push. Um time to get into your pool because I was scared to go in my pool because every time I got in my pool, I wouldn't progress. I wouldn't go any further. So I was like, are you sure? Oh. I'm like, they're like, yes. I'm like, good, because I feel like I need a push. So another, it was a, um, quite a long push again. Um, they said, again, posterior. Yes. So um, that's what they said. I don't obviously know. So what position it. did you have to get into whilst in the pool? Um, I can do to... any position I wanted to. Right. Um, the, but um, in the end, I was like, I wanted to go in all fours and that's what's not natural, but he wouldn't yeah. come out that way he wish wouldn't okay. come out so they're like just go on your back in the pool with yeah. your head on the back and just push that way because that's the best way he's going to come out with my leg up it was really odd positioning yeah um and then was like shooting him out <laughs> yeah and then like literally i've got a photo of him shooting out oh, literally cool. like so his head popped out and i'm like oh my god it's the best sensation you're like oh my yes. god because you're like the next bit's easy like because you just sit there for a little bit waiting for yes. the next contraction before you push again. So you're just chilling for like a few minutes. We're all just looking at his head. At, at, like, it's so weird. <laughs> That's so cool. Um, So we're just like, like everyone's like, oh, my God, his head, his head. And they're like, okay, just wait. And like we're in the water. I'm like, oh, my God, he's not drowning. Obviously, he's not. But it's like such an odd thing to see his head just chilling there. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then next contraction, push. And it was so easy because his head was so big and the yes. position he was. He literally flung out and I could feel <laughs> The cord pulling back in, oh, and there's a photo what? of it. It was so amazing. Um, and then I had quite a lot of bleeding, so I had to get out of the water straight away yeah. into the bed. So we had um some bunnings, um plastic liners that you used for painting down on the bed. Oh, how funny! 
Yeah, funny, right? Um, so you don't get blood everywhere. Do you know, I've always actually wondered that. I'm like, these home births, how so do messy, they... mate. Yeah, like there's a lot of mess that's going to be made. There's a yep. lot of blood. The next day, Liam just spent the whole day cleaning. He said he remembers, <laughs> I was like, had to. they had to carry me into the bed and there was just blood through the whole house, oh. like the whole trail of blood because I was losing so much that he had to come and just mop it up straight away. Oh, my God. Yeah. Were they concerned? There's only two midwives. Um, well, that's why they wanted me out of the bus, just so they could monitor how much blood I was losing. Yeah. But then it was still, it was okay. It wasn't enough for them. They're like, okay, it's calmed down now, which is really good because yeah. in the birth it can look like the water pool. It can look like a lot more than what it is. Than it is, yeah. So course. that's why they got me out. And then yeah. um, I had a second-degree tear with her. Um, yep. with him. Um, yep. So I did the perineal massage and stuff. But honestly, the healing is so completely different because it's so natural that mm. it didn't even hurt at all. With Indies, um, they actually missed uh, a stitch and I actually got in, an infected episiotomy and couldn't work, walk for two weeks. <gasps> oh, my God. That was really nice to top off my birthing experience yeah. with her. Yeah. Um, it was terrible. Oh, it was gosh. so painful. Um, and then, yeah, with him, he couldn't even feel it. Like, it felt so natural. Like, the way, like, I just feel like a natural tear felt so much better. Yeah. Like, it just felt so much more uncomfortable with an episiotomy after it. Yeah. But then again, um, like obviously got infected and probably wasn't um, yeah. stitched up properly. Oh, God. Yeah, it was oh, not Well, nice. I'm so glad you got – well, I mean, like your both your births were pretty intense. Yeah, you know, they were. Especially in duration. They were very long. I know. And I'm so yes, glad like, you got that birth that you wanted. Yeah, I was still Sterling. stoked either way. I was so happy that – like because I was like, get me an epidural and my – everyone's like no you said no I'm like I don't care what I said <laughs> yeah I don't care what I said now um oh so what do you feel got you through Sterling's birth I feel like if I didn't have a doula I would have went to hospital for sure yeah just having you, someone you there doubting yourself believed in me yeah yeah like yeah I felt like there's always parts in the labor that like me and a lot of other women I know obviously you didn't have that experience which is amazing um that there's points in your labor that you will doubt because of the pain you're experiencing and you don't know how far you are and it's the un that it's the bits that you don't know you don't know how long yeah. you've got left if you actually knew it would be a lot better because you can prepare yourself but totally the the not knowing yeah it's definitely the biggest um thing that made me doubt myself and just the fact that I was progressing so slowly like imagining doing the amount of hours I'd done it all, all over again yeah um so yeah um but yeah obviously I didn't care that like I didn't want any intervention so my waters being broken was an intervention but I'm Mm. glad I did it yeah definitely and you said did you have affirmation cards yeah I had affirmations pinned around the whole house for weeks prior to (laughs) did you feel they worked did you read them definitely I had so many that um like resonated with me yeah Um, I love them okay that's good um what was your favourite? I knew you'd ask this. I was just trying to think what my favourite was. Um, <laughs> in the time, I had one I used all the time when in that birth. Um, thousands of women around me have done this. I can do it too. Oh, that's cool. I like that one. Yeah. yeah not- just reminding you of what you're capable of. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And if you had any advice for a mama who is pregnant now, what would it be? Um, I would definitely think that don't underestimate what you need to know and prepare for. You definitely, mm. like, just do as much research as you can and you can never be over-prepared. No, and I no, believe like, that too. You, you, you can't can be too, too informed. Much. and yeah. yeah, exactly. You can never and you can too... never have too much support. 
Mm-hmm. Even if you don't want someone lined up there, um, they don't want someone coming in, still line them up for if you're feeling it and get them to come around even if you don't like feel like they're, that they're that wanted. And if you don't like them, just say, oh, no, I think it's best that um, me and my partner do this because most chances are if you've invited them, they're going to be a really helpful support if they're, if they're the really positive people and they've got some good grounding um, help and support that they can give you and they believe in you, then they're going to be great support. And it's really good because sometimes your partner needs that break and they can't give you that 12-hour, like 15, 20-hour attention because they're exhausted, yeah. they're tired as well. They can't keep touching you and giving you positive words to you because they're over it. Yeah, totally, definitely. Oh, interesting. And definitely and... get a doula. I recommend getting a doula for sure and getting that extra support that you feel like you need because yeah. – um, the, the how you feel in birth and labour, I feel like it definitely shapes your motherhood or the start of it. And, you know, mm. you only need a little bit of something bad to happen for it to affect you. And I think it definitely is underestimated how much it is, like, worth doing to get someone to help support you. Yeah, definitely, definitely. And do you think if you were to have a third baby – that you would go through the midwifery group practice again or would you sort of go a different avenue? I think, well, because in Queensland you can't do a home birth through midwifery group practice. Okay. And then in South Australia, because we live here now, we would just, um, I think we want to try and do a home birth privately now this time. And um, hire a private midwife yeah, and doula. Yeah, midwife and um, doula. I think I'd yeah. do a doula again um, just because why not? Yeah, well, you um, enjoyed and, it, so yeah, you exactly. Like having one. I reckon, and I thought I reckon I could do another one again with that one, but like, why not have yeah. extra support when you got it? Totally, exactly. Like, yeah, like I said, you can never be too supported. Exactly. Well, thank you so much for sharing your stories with us. No worries at all. I hope you enjoyed it. I did. It was, yeah, you had me on my seat at the end of my seat, that's for sure. <laughs> and I'm quite thankful that my labours were not that long. <laughs> like, I know, you go, exhausting. girl. <laughs> it was. I slept um, so long afterwards. Yeah, I bet. I'm, all, I'm a bit worried about my third. I'm like, I wonder if it will, like, because obviously, like, as each of my labours have gone, like, they've gotten quicker. Well, and usually like, they do get quicker. Yeah, I'm like, oh, my God, I'm going to have the third one in the car. Like, we will be getting to that hospital as soon as my home first contraction. Yeah, unexpected home birth for sure. Oh, well, thank you. And we hope our listeners enjoyed Brooke's birth stories. And we hope you'll join us for next week. Yeah, see you all next Bye. week, guys. Bye.